What's up, everybody? Welcome to Process, a podcast where we have honest conversations about what it's like to manage the ups and downs of the creative journey. I'm Marcela, your host. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that I've actually never shared publicly. Uh, I want to share the English version, or the translated version, of a talk I gave this summer in Panama. That was in Spanish, but I've never published it or shared it in English. So, and also that was one event with, I think it was like 300 people. And I really believe in the message that I shared. So I want to take advantage of this podcast's audience, the fact that it's growing, which thank you, everybody, you're the best for listening. And I want to share this with you because I really do think that, I mean, if my mission here is to help people and help makers manage their creative journeys, I definitely think that this talk about worrying and anxiety and how to beat it in a very simple way is worth sharing with more people. Everybody worries, right? Uh, so I've never actually met somebody who doesn't worry. So let's learn how to manage it. And if you're down with that, let's get to it. Conquering your inner self. Today, I want to talk about conquering your inner self and how that can help you and to improve and to guide all of your projects, especially your creative projects. You might be thinking to yourself, like, what? This is like a motivational or inspirational talk. I don't need that. I need some like practical help, like how to form a team or perfect team or a better team or how to improve my sales. But this talk is actually really practical. And if you follow it correctly, it can help you do all of that and much more. The reason I want to talk about this today is because the purpose of entrepreneurship has changed. Many years ago, people used to decide to be an entrepreneur for money. You know, we wanted to be the next Rockefeller or Charles Schwab, but that's just not the reality anymore. Now, the majority of us decide to make stuff and to start our own businesses for very personal reasons. The majority of us just want to be our own boss. I mean, how many people, raise your hands if you're listening, <laughs> how many people want to be your own boss and not have to report to anybody? I mean, it's my dream too. It's not always possible, even if you're an entrepreneur, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Now, as a woman, I'm very much interested in the reason why other women decide to be entrepreneurs. So very briefly, I'll share with you the results of a survey. In China, women entrepreneurs, they decide to do their own thing because they want to be in control of their own future. In the U.S., it's more as a way toward power and riches an expression of an idea that they're passionate about. Particularly though, the main focus is escaping the corporate world. And in France and Mexico, women decide to be entrepreneurs mostly to feel proud of themselves, which I definitely share. I mean, there are many benefits to being an entrepreneur. Many of you listening might have already enjoyed them. Let's see, for example, more than the, half of the people who are entrepreneurs decide that they want, you know, better work-life balance, if that's even possible, but 
they say they do. In general, entrepreneurs are quote unquote happier at, with their work if we compare them to people who have nine to five jobs or who work for other people. And studies show that you would have to pay an entrepreneur 2.5 times what they make as an entrepreneur for them to experience the same workplace satisfaction as an employee as they do as an entrepreneur. At the same time though, and this is not to scare you, though it might, there are disadvantages to being an entrepreneur. The reality is that I think every entrepreneur needs to go to therapy. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is kind of like riding a roller coaster. People who work for themselves are more likely to feel stress, chronic exhaustion, depression. They also work on average 4.5 more hours per week. That's almost 10 extra days per year when compared to, uh, to employees. And on top of that, their average income is less than an employee's and it varies a lot more. I know this sounds crazy. Like why would anyone want to be an entrepreneur after listening to this? And if you are an entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a solution and it's kind of urgent that you learn to manage or conquer your inner self. It's the only way to avoid the types of problems that I'm talking about. I mean, trust me, I know from experience. So I was an entrepreneur, but I'm not anymore. After three years of starting a web design and development business, I gave up, or shall we say I pressed pause. And I know that three years is not long, but it was enough for me. <laughs> the majority of businesses close their doors because of lack of funding, you know, cash flow. And I, I mean, I learned the hard way that that's very, very true, but that's not the reason why I decided to close shop. The truth is that Marcela, the entrepreneur, I mean, I kind of hated her a lot. I was stressed, mean, impatient all the time with my clients, with my, my staff, not so much because I love them. They are my fam. But with my clients, I would hide behind my computer and I hated talking on the phone with them. I was, you know, it was easier to just deal with pixels and maybe words via email than dealing with people in real life. I didn't want to deal and I, I suffered so much with the one project in particular that I cried various times at night. And I just had a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. And the anxiety was getting so intense that I felt like that weird feeling when somebody breaks your heart. So I got to a point where before I would read my email, I had to do breathing exercises because I knew that I would find insults and really difficult I mean, just fight words in my, in my inbox. I really never suffered so much for work. So I kept thinking, but I created this job for myself. Like what the, f <laughs> I don't get it. So a good friend of mine, his name is Jose Bolaños. And in the show notes, I'll link to his website. He is the best. He told me once that whenever we want to convert a dream into reality, we start a process of 
personal development of internal and external development. The external is everything that a project implies, like the tangible stuff. Registering a business, choosing a brand name, uh, hiring a team and all that stuff. I mean, that was good for me because, I, and I really focused on it 100% because I was good at it. I'm efficient. Like, I can get things done. But when it came to my internal development or conquering my inner self, yeah, I was lacking on that front. The worst part is that if I would have just known that all of this had a solution, I could have kept going. I wouldn't have had to close up shop. I could have resolved things and get that little business running and thriving without all this stress and anxiety, for example. So I hated sales. That, may, that means that internally I was just afraid of failure. I sent emails that were dry and very just kind of mean, borderline, I guess. What was that? I was judging people's inefficiencies and unconsciously wanting to make myself feel superior to them, which gross, I know. But it's the truth now that I look back. Another thing I did was I thought that all my clients were out to get me. What that really meant was that I was afraid of not having enough cash flow and failing my team. Like I said, I love them. Another thing was I felt the entire weight of that team's futures on my shoulders. And I was kind of like suffocated by that responsibility. Which is a really big sign of lack of boundaries. I'm not responsible for other people's futures. So now that I'm conscious of this need for internal development, I wonder what are going to be my next obstacles and what am I going to need to surpass them? So it's been about five and a half months since I closed my business and I've explored different activities and projects, asking myself, what do I really want to do with my free time now that I don't have a business to run? And I have a few answers. But the biggest answer I have is not what I want to do, but how I want to do it or about the process instead of the result. Side note here, I gave this talk in July and it prompted me to create this podcast, which is called Process. So just a little time travel for you to get a sense of how this podcast came to be. So I have found two things that are incredibly important to managing any project. The first is creativity, and the second is peace of mind. So creativity is a very popular topic these days. The in, on the internet, you can find thousands and thousands of articles and books about creativity. And I love creativity. I mean, it, it's really important. <laughs> but the problem with creativity for this talk is that it only leads us to external development or the growth of our projects in a tangible sense doesn't help us with the internal development. And that's what I want to talk about today. So the internal development and peace of mind that are absolutely necessary for creating any project is because they allow us to avoid all of the disadvantages of being an entrepreneur. So all the suffering that I mentioned, that's what allows us to create in a way that is sustainable in the long run. Now, like I mentioned before, I was going nuts managing my business, the stress, the anxiety, the doubt, you name it. And I felt like I had created a monster, but the monster was named Marcela. So how, uh, how could I have gone about obtaining peace of mind when it felt so difficult to achieve? 
and that's internal development. So what is that? I mean, it's not the most popular and I promise you it's not the easiest. We want fast solutions these days. One, two, three formulas, like if we were robots. And the key to having a correct output is to simply put in the right input. But you control the input. And the way that you do that is how you allocate your attention and what you are aware of from moment to moment, especially right now in the present moment. So there are a few ways that we can help to combat how we spend our attention and our awareness. The first problem that we commit is what we identify with. So the word identification comes from the Latin words that mean to be the same as. So when I identify with something like a brand name or whatever, my new genes make me feel good. Like they are the same as me. We are the same. It is a part of me. And when we identify with things, we're kind of searching for ourselves in them. But it's impossible to find ourselves in new jeans or a new MacBook or a new project. What we identify with yourself is not yourself. You'll never be able to identify yourself in anything other than your true authentic self. So failure, success, brand names, beliefs, the, your hometown, your friends, your community, technology, even being right. What's funny is that we try to identify ourselves in all these things, but we are stubborn enough to continue trying to identify ourselves in something new when it doesn't work. So if it's not the MacBook, it's another thing. And it's kind of like a vicious cycle. Instead of this, I invite you to try something else. You know, stop identifying by, you know, give away clothes or books or things that you have. Just give up any negative beliefs you have. Just let them go. Stop trying to always be right. And you'll realize that with all those things, without those things, you're still right there. Now, the second problem we have is not accepting our present moment. There's this quote by a friend of mine who was on this podcast, um, I'll link to the episode in the show notes. His name is David Kane. He writes, The thinking mind is a, like a perpetually running chainsaw that thinks everything is a tree. It will use any excuse to rev up and start shredding something. Its purpose is to solve problems. So it wants everything to be a problem. So how can we stop creating problems out of nothing? Here's another quote that I love. I've had thousands of problems in my life, most of which have never actually happened. Mark Twain. So it's really possible to live without problems because we create problems ourselves. I mean, think about it. What problems are you carrying right now in your, in your mind, on your shoulders? And how many of those don't even exist in the present moment? In what you feel, like physically, in what you hear, in what you see right now? Are they present? Almost nothing really is present around us, but we carry it around. Everything else is outside, even though it's not right here. Or you're imagining it. I mean, I really recommend you stop that. <laughs> but you know that you're going to have to deal with problems when you get out of here, right? So for that, this is what I suggest. Accept your reality and separate facts from perception. So there's this quote that I love by Maya Angelou, and she says, 
I've learned that you could tell a lot about a person by the way she handles these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. You can get mad. You can worry. You can cry. But that's not going to affect your reality. If you want to change, it's up to you to create the change. And the rest is just a waste. I mean, worry is always dispensable. It serves for no reason because resisting your reality without acting is useless. So instead of fighting what is, accept it. And after you decide whether or not to take action, just do it. Change whatever you don't agree with. And just a quick note, if you want to know whether or not you're accepting your reality, here's a quick sign. Are you judging someone? Are you thinking of anything as right or wrong, correct or incorrect? If you are, you are not accepting the reality. So in 1972, Gideon Ariel, he run a study with athletes where he told them that he was going to give them steroids to increase their capacity to weightlift. So for seven weeks, they lifted weights without any pills. And then the last four weeks, he gave them placebos, but he told them that they were steroids. And the result was that they, the majority of them, I guess at least, um, they increased their ability to weightlift in almost every exercise. So some of which improved even 7x in less than half the time. And because the athletes expected to do better, they did. And when we think that a strategy is going to work, for sure, we find ways to make it work. So what would you be capable of if you expected it something to work? I'm curious. And just to close, like I know none of this is easy. You know, internal development requires constant awareness of what's going on inside your mind. And if you're not working towards it, if you're not observing your mind and guiding it, it can be really hard. But if you do, you'll find an immense amount of peace of mind and tranquility. It's kind of like a marathon that never ends. You get better and you move forward but the finish line keeps moving as well. So, I mean, just personally, as soon as I conquer something or an issue, it seems like something else needs my effort. I mean, look, I'm not a psychologist. This is just my story. I just kind of like entrepreneurship or making for us by us. And I invite you to look for what works for you. Find your own method, um, whatever gives you most peace of mind and creativity. Because if not, I really think that you're going to burn out and fail. Um, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody. I've been there and it sucks. So if you don't want to be the next story of burnout, of anxiety or depression, you know, try some mindfulness. Try conquering your inner self, paying attention to the present moment and letting go of what you identify with. You're here because you want to, and you're listening to this because you want to make stuff and feel happy while you create. So and I invite you to ask yourself, where am I fighting? What is worrying me? You know, because that's where you need to conquer your inner self. That's where you need your internal development. That is what is keeping your peace of mind away from you. So I invite you to find that internal development as well as your external development. Because every entrepreneur, every maker who wants to create sustainably needs peace of mind. At least that's my experience. I hope this has been a practical talk, um, not just an inspirational, motivational one, and it helps you to make stuff and start your own businesses or projects 
in a way that is sustainable, calm, and awesome. Thanks. All right, everybody. That was my talk from uh, Panama in July. And I think it might have given you a little behind-the-scenes look at what specifically led to the creation of process and now with Mindfulness for Makers. Just to give you a heads up, my email series, Mindfulness for Makers, is up. It's launched. It's, you know, did really well on Product Hunt this week. So thanks to everybody who supported it. It's at mindfulnessformakers.com. And it has more information on topics like this that I talked about in July in Panama. So thank you so much for listening. I've been hard at work writing nonstop for Mindfulness for Makers. Um, I'm starting to put more effort into make as well. I'm getting more and more pumped. I mean, the support that I have experienced this past week has really motivated me. I feel like I'm actually serving people. Yay. Thank you for your emails. It's great encouragement. And it makes me feel like I'm on the right track with helping people. So um, just wanted to give you an update on that. And I'll be back next week. I'm actually not sure if I'm going to interview someone or not. We'll see. Kind of trying to play it by ear and serve people where where they need it the most, you know? So I'll be back next Friday with the next episode of Process and more on managing the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela, your host, and this was Process. <laughs>